Everybody and welcome to Socks on Tap. I am Johnny Nani. I'm joined tonight by Tony Marchese. Tony, this was a rough one tonight. The White Sox fall by a score of 12 to 1. Um, of course, they had to put themselves out of reach of possibly getting to 500 when we're going to be at the ballpark tomorrow night. So what are your initial thoughts? Um, thank God for alcohol, man. Um, that's about all I've got for that one. I mean, this was, this was just bad. It was embarrassing. It was brutal. Uh, not pleasant to watch. Uh, I feel bad for our guys Kinsler, Comiskey, and Shysak Janda, who had to witness this one in person. Um, made my eyes bleed from the TV. Oh, yeah, I feel bad for those guys. I'm sure they still had a good time out at the ballpark. I know Kinsler had said that uh, he had met up with Shysak Janda in the 108, so uh, I'm glad they were probably taking their minds off of that with a little imbibement there. Um, but yeah, like you had, you had mentioned tough one to watch. Uh, I can't imagine being there. Uh, it would just make my heart hurt. It did just watching it on TV. Um, th- this one was an interesting one though, Tony. Um, it, it looked like we were still in it. I mean, um, we can just get right into it. Uh, Despagne, you know, making his white Sox debut here. He goes six innings, only gives up three earned runs. Um, he gave chance. You know, he did. It was not what I expected out of him, and I was pleasantly surprised with uh, with his start tonight. I mean, we all wanted Dylan Cease to be up. We all know that. We didn't want uh, we didn't want to see this. We didn't want another one of the you know Irvin Santana, you know Dylan Covey, Manny Banuelos types, and that's exactly what. Uh, or Dissimer Despagne is, is he's just another reclamation project that the White Sox have found themselves with. Um, and you know what? He actually turned in a pretty decent start. The other side, though, uh, Sanchez for the Washington Nationals, picking up his second win on the year. Um, we just seem to make this guy look like he is one of the best pitchers in the league. I know this is one of the things that Kinsler was texting us about during the game was the White Sox have really done a great job over the last two weeks of, you know, giving Annabelle Sanchez some confidence to go forward with because he must love facing the White Sox at this point in time. And unfortunately, he's not going to get to see them uh, again for the rest of the year, barring any sort of trade from the Nationals. Uh, But let's just hope that this guy doesn't wind up in our division at any point in time uh, in the near future. Yeah, you know, and he had a uh, no-hitter going through uh, three and two-thirds. Uh, it was a James McCann single that broke it up in that fourth inning. But like you, like Kinsler had said, like you had just mentioned there, he, we really were making him look like an ace, making him look like a, a Cy Young caliber pitcher early on. Um, 
And even, you know, uh, McCann gets that uh, single there. But other than that, I mean, offense quiet. The only run tonight came from off the bat of Lurie Garcia, his third home run of the season to right center. So I was happy to see that. And at that point, it made it uh, three to one. So you thought, okay, we could, you know, maybe get something together here. Uh, that that came in the sixth inning, and Mancada singled right after that. So you you thought maybe, and granted there were two outs, but you thought maybe we can get a little bit of a rally going or something here. And Brady grounded out. That was it. And then I think the most unfortunate, even though the, you know, the score is unfortunate itself, uh, looking now at 12-1, but uh, I think the most unfortunate thing happened right after that when uh, they showed Yohan Mancata on the bench uh, pointing out on Wellington Castillo's back where he felt the pain in his own back because he came out of the game then and uh, Jose Rondon finished at third base. Yeah, that I mean, that's exactly the one thing that I think we need to talk a lot about tonight is Moncada. He did extend his hitting streak to 11 games, Johnny. That's that's huge, although they're mainly all singles. But he's been getting on base for this team. Um, another hit tonight. I know he, uh, he exited the game early. He still saw three at-bats, didn't strike out at all, but... Losing him tonight with that back injury, and we don't know how serious this is, um, if he's going to miss any extended period of time. Right now, he's officially listed as day-to-day, but we all know how these things go. Back injuries are tricky. We don't know exactly what he's done. We know that Ricky Renteria said that uh, he suffered a back spasm. Um, We've seen players go down for significant amount of time with with back spasms, Johnny, and that's not exactly what I want to see with the White Sox schedule coming up, missing arguably one of their best bats in this lineup, a guy who's hitting at the top of the order and getting on base. Um, you know, we've seen that average climb up over almost close to 300 um, in the recent week here. Not not a good look going into uh, the finale tomorrow against the Nationals and then even into this Yankees series. Let's hope this guy is not not going to miss any significant amount of time. Yeah, uh, you know, like you had mentioned it, uh, this back sort of injury can be kind of unpredictable. I mean, you've seen some freak stuff like a Sammy Sosa sneezing and throwing out his back. Um, And then it could also just be a little tweak, a little soreness. Uh, You know, I don't know how serious it was. He said back spasm. I think that kind of uh, shocks people into thinking it's worse than it could possibly be. But uh, we're not going to know exactly. Obviously, Uh, it's still initial reaction right after the game. And that's just a quote from Ricky Renteria in that postgame press conference there. So I really hope he doesn't miss time because we got uh, Patrick Corbin coming up uh, facing the White Sox tomorrow night for the Nationals. uh, Day off Wednesday. And then the Yankees are coming to town. Um, and like you had mentioned, it's a tough stretch, and you need one of your top bats in the lineup if you want to try and do some damage. Yeah, I'm not sold on Mr. Rondon uh, filling in for Yohan Moncada for any extended period of time here, Johnny. Um, nothing against Rondon, but uh, you know, you're replacing a 300 hitter with basically a 200 hitter, and that's you know. Not exactly what you want to be doing. We have enough guys who are hovering around that 200 or below line. Um, and the defense, too. I mean, we saw a couple balls go to third base after Moncada exited this game that uh, that Rondon didn't handle. I felt like uh, Moncada would have had a good shot at some of those. And, you know, this is, I mean, let's be honest. Yohan Moncada is one of the most important pieces in this lineup outside of Jose Abreu and... Um, Tim Anderson for most of this year, 
Uh, Moncada has been that other guy. So, you know, it, this is going to be something that we'll have to keep a close eye on going forward. And let's just hope that this isn't one of those injuries that continues to linger. Um, because we're going to be doing a lot of that, what you're doing right there, cracking yeah. beers if uh, if Moncada is missing any significant period of time. And like you mentioned, you know, you and I are heading to the ballpark tomorrow. Uh, would have been a chance to go get to 500. But, you know, one of the things that I really look forward to, one of the guys that I really am excited to see every time I'm out there is Moncada. Uh, this lineup just isn't the same. The team doesn't have that same feel to it if he's missing from that from the lineup. Um, so uh, I'm hoping and praying that he's back tomorrow uh, just for both of our sakes and, and for the White Sox for that matter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I agree with you that it, it's a it's a staple in the lineup now. Um, you expect to see it. He's a switch hitter. Uh, he's shown that he is he, hitting better from the right side um, now this year. Uh, and I mean, he, he gives you the occasional power and then consistency, obviously getting on base 11 game hitting streak now. Um, it, it's going to be tough to deal without him. So hopefully it is a minor thing and does not keep him sidelined long. Um, I still if I were to make a prediction right now, I'd say that he probably will sit out tomorrow. I think they're pretty uh, cautious with types like him. And, you know, you've seen him have off days that are just scheduled off days before uh, previously in the season. So uh, I would be actually shocked if we saw him in the lineup tomorrow. So maybe the couple days off with uh, he doesn't play tomorrow and then also the Wednesday day off and then see if reevaluate him uh, during the day on Wednesday and see how he's feeling for getting going on Thursday. So that that would just be my prediction. Um, Tony, we, we need to get back into this game, though. I know that's the uh, thing that's weighing on our minds right now. The game is, you know, a lost cause, 12 to 1. But there was one uh, theme that I wanted to point out here, Tony. I had mentioned to you before we jumped on the call, and I am going to introduce this as the bullpen B squad because that is what we saw tonight. No Evan Marshall, no Aaron Bummer, no Alex Calame. Um, I mean, you know, obviously Calame is the closer, so you're not expecting to see him unless he's at safe situation or a tie game situation, sort of. Um, but the B squad, what I'm talking about is. Uh, Despondia gives you a uh, decent chance here. Like I had mentioned previously, only three earned runs through seven. Um, he, he walked two, struck out two, uh, gave up one home run that he just missed inside a fastball, 91, piped it right over the middle of the plate with uh, Trey Turner up, so that's going to go out of the yard. But overall, not not terrible, you know, especially comparing it to like an Irvin Santana's type earlier in the year. Those kind of starts that we were getting from him, just getting uh-huh. rocked early against teams like Baltimore. Uh, Despondia held his own. I was happy with that. And then Jose Ruiz comes in and throws about 35 pitches to get like one or two out. Yeah, well, he got he technically got two outs, but I think he was at 30. I think Stone mentioned he was at like 33 before he even got one. Yeah, uh, it was bad. Yeah, just bad. It's tough to watch. Uh, and uh, the I, I mentioned this as the bullpen B squad because you look up and down here, and every single guy that came in uh, let up earned runs. And you know what? Ruiz is actually on the low end of that. He actually only had one earned run. And then it just climbs up from there. Osage two, Vieira four, yikes, and uh, Manaya had two also uh, towards the back end of that in the uh, top of the ninth inning. Um, is you know what you know what sucks is we are already down. Um, you know going into that ninth inning, and Washington just plasters six up on the board. Uh, it was a grand slam. You know a couple of RBI singles in there, and then a uh, uh, Suzuki grand slam and. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was insult it to is, injury is what it was. 
It's embarrassing. That's the only way I can describe it. Um, but that's, that's what's going to happen when you have the bullpen B squad in there. You know, why does Kurt Suzuki do so well against the Chicago White Sox? I'll never understand it. But the bullpen B squad, I think you hit the nail right on the head here, Johnny. It's almost like the White Sox had given up on this game when it was 4-1 to one and never looked back. Just by the choices of pitchers who get thrown out in this game. Um, you know, you can't... You can't throw all these guys on the same day, in my opinion, unless unless it is already a clunker. And it really didn't become a clunker until we saw Vieira um, just start getting lit up there. So I, I don't know... I don't know how you feel about this, but I would have liked to have seen an Evan Marshall or an Aaron Bummer come into the into this game when when it is four to one to try and bridge that to to our next at bat to try and scrape our way back into it. I don't know if if the White Sox players react the same way we do as fans and kind of just shut down when they watch some of these other guys come in, but there seems to be a common theme here around that B squad being out in the ball game and then the game getting out of hand and the offense not, not showing up at all. Um, I wonder if this was calculated by Ricky Renteria as a punt on today, but I just don't know what it is about the Washington nationals that give the white Sox so much trouble. Uh, we saw it when we were in Washington, we were seeing it again. Um, and this really doesn't lead me any sort of hope for tomorrow. No, I mean, especially I already mentioned it. Patrick Corbin's taking the bump tomorrow for uh, Washington. I would have thought tonight would have been our better chance. I mean, granted, I know it was despondent and we didn't really know what to expect there. But if you're just talking about what Washington is trotting out there, um, I I would have thought that Sanchez would be the easier to get to. Um, Obviously, Corbin is uh, an elite pitcher. He is. He signed the big money in the offseason. Good reason why. Um, Two-time All-Star in his career. So um, it's going to be a tough one. I, I agree with you. It doesn't leave me much hope for tomorrow. Um, but, I mean, we're going to have to play on. Uh, that's the only way. And, you know, I would hope that since if, if it's going to be this way, we're going to see the B squad one night. I want to see the A team tomorrow. Yep. I want to see uh, Evan Marshall. I want to see Aaron Bummer. I want to see Alex Calme uh, and so forth. So where do you put Kelvin Herrera? If you're if you're classifying mm. pitch, pitchers right here in the bullpen between A and B, where is Kelvin Herrera for you? I put him in the middle right now. In the beginning of the season, definitely A. I mean, that was the lockdown crew at the end uh, was Herrera to Calame. There was no question about it early on. And then when Herrera had that little, and that was a back issue with him too. So, and he really hasn't been the same since. So this is just, you know, tying back into Mancata. Um, it doesn't, you know, leave me hopeful uh, for his status. Uh, obviously, it, it could be completely different, different area of the back, whatever. We don't know the full details yet. I'm just speculating and uh, being a little bit of a pessimist, assuming the worst year. But I, I think getting back to your original question, I would probably put Herrera uh, straddling the line. Um, between the two sometimes he's been bad but then others you know he, he uh to give him an a minus or a b plus uh, i you know what I, i'm a little bit of a kelvin herrera stan uh, i'm gonna put him in a minus I, I still think he has it so um i think it's just a matter 
of regaining the confidence and feeling fully 100% again. He never went on the IL for that. Um, I don't know how much, you know, in a pitcher with the constant motion, having to do it, you know, you're the one that starts to play every time. Makata can sit back and relax and plays if he's feeling right. a little bit off, uh, you know, balls that aren't hit to him, whereas the pitcher starts every play. So um, I think that may have been ailing Herrera a little bit. And he did uh, clean it up after the first uh, couple of batters in Kansas City the other day. So I give Calvin Herrera a minus on that scale. You know what? I'm, I'm kind of with you there. I think that uh, what we saw from Herrera in the beginning of this year is more of the true Herrera, uh, just based off the injury that happened. Um, and you know what? Speaking of p- players going on the IL, and another guy I was going to ask you, whether or not he belongs in the A or B squad, and I think we both know the answer to this. Um, I think it's a little bit of a shocker for us, considering what he did last year, but that's Jace Fry. Um, This was a guy that we thought was going to be on the A squad um, after what he did last year, and then this year has just looked like another one of these B squad guys, Johnny. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about Jace Fry uh, with the injury news coming out today. Yep, Jace Fry uh, was placed on the 10-day injured list with left shoulder soreness. Um, he has definitely not been the same pitcher this year that he was last year. I, I always like to say this. I, I think we've just said it in conversations between you and me, but I don't know if I've aired this out yet. I think Aaron Bummer and Jace Fry had the flip-flop. Uh, last year, Bummer was a little inconsistent. He got touched up, um, and Jace Fry was your shutdown guy. He had that nasty wipeout slider, um, uh, I think it also a cutter that he throws. Um, so he was able to get guys out, miss bats with that consistently. And he was one of your go-to a team guys in the bullpen last year, this year, not the case. Uh, he is having a rough go of it. Um, you know, if he was trying to pitch through something, I'm glad they finally identified it, put him on the injured list because he just does not look the same. So yeah, definitely, definitely B squad, uh, Jace Fry this year. Well, and a little bit of other news coming in there too. Uh, was that the White Sox released Nicky Delmonico today. Um, I, if you can't tell, I don't want to talk anymore about Jace Fry. Um, Nicky Delmonico was released by the White Sox. Um, he already suffered a season-ending injury and underwent surgery. Um, not a really big surprise here with this, but uh, Nicky was a fan favorite. I guess he would be the first Polka of the rebuild. Um, the first one that was loved by the fans. Johnny, any surprises for you on this one? Or are you kind of with me and saw this coming from a mile away? Um, I mean, I don't know if I expected that um, move exactly today. But when you make when you uh, think about it and the, just the math of who you need gone to be on the 40-man roster, obviously it makes the most sense. Already done for the year. Um, like you said, fan favorite. So it, it is sad to see him go. A good quality clubhouse guy there. But uh, no, so I'm not shocked at that news there. Um, we, he gave us one last good memory. I was there for that walk off against Boston back in, I think that was very early May or very end of April. Um, so I, I, I wish the best for Nicky Delmonico, but I'm not shocked that the White Sox released him today. Yeah, and I mean, I was I was always a big Nicky guy too. I think that, uh, you know, we, we all hoped that uh, he was going to pan out here. He was the first kind of surprise guy that, that came out of nowhere and was productive for the White Sox. Um, and, yeah, like you said, I mean, just all-around good clubhouse guy. He did a lot for, you know, the White Sox organization on and off the ball field in, in different capacities. Um, and, you know, it, it sucks to see him uh, – uh, suffer that injury and then get released. I mean, the White Sox uh, did what they had to do uh, with the 
the roster issues that they have at hand. I know we got John Jay, who's uh, on a rehab assignment down in AAA Charlotte right now and uh, probably going to be coming up here. Um, it's going to cause a little bit of a log jam for what we've got in the outfield. Um, just touching on that real quick, I think Cordell's the guy that's going uh, when John Jay is, is ready to ready to go here. Any Any predictions from you on that one real quick? I'm with you. I think it's Cordell. Uh, I think Charlie Tilson has hit well enough um, to at least keep him in this group of outfielders that is here right now. Um, whereas Cordell has his moments. He'll have a uh, home run every once in a while. So the very occasional power, but uh, he's definitely the first one to go off the chopping block. I mean, he's got options, so he's going back down to triple A. So, right. It's going to be interesting to see, though, if uh, the White Sox do end up bringing Polka back up. But we can go into a lot of these scenarios. Uh, the only reason I wanted to touch on, on some of this stuff right now is that uh, we did have this news all break today uh, before the game had started this afternoon. Um, so just wanted to touch base on that stuff real quick. Uh, Johnny, you want to take a look ahead at what we've got going on tomorrow? Is there anything else that we need to hash out from today's ball game? I think that's all the housekeeping notes, and then I am ready to be done with today's ball game. Like we'd mentioned, a 12-1 loss. Uh, that's one you uh, shake off, forget about. Uh, you got to. We, we play again tomorrow, and tomorrow's matchup is not favorable for the White Sox if you're just looking at numbers. Uh, if you're looking at established guys uh, that are taking the bump tomorrow, it's Patrick Corbin, as I previously mentioned, for the Washington Nationals. He's 5-4 and four this year, 3.59 ERA. Uh, I had mentioned he signed for uh, big dollars. I think it was eight years for him that he signed a big, massive contract with Washington in the offseason, and rightfully so. Uh, quality lefty, two-time All-Star, and he's going up against Manny Benuelos, who is kind of a long-relief type that is being inserted into a starter role because the White Sox needs um, three and four on the season, 7.36 ERA. And, um, you know, only three White Sox have faced Patrick Corbin in their career. So uh, I'm not sure how this one shakes down, Tony. Well, since Corbin shut down the Marlins back in the late May, uh, I think that was May 25th, his last two starts have been pretty shaky. Um, The White Sox unfamiliarity with him, though, that could be a problem, like you just mentioned. Um, the Sox never do well against pitchers that they're seeing for the first time. Um, and then go ahead and add the fact that you mentioned he is an elite pitcher, big money guy. Um, this could spell some trouble. Uh, Banuelos, on the other hand, uh, we all know how I feel about Manny Banuelos. He is, like you said, one of those guys that isn't really in a role for him. It's more of a role because of the White Sox need him to be a starter. Um, so we'll see what happens. We've been surprised by stuff before. Baseball's a weird game. Um, but, yeah, if you look at this one on paper, um, it would be really easy to predict a season sweep by the Nationals of the Chicago White Sox. Uh, and that's not really what I like to say, see, hear, watch happen, Johnny. So um, let's hope that the offense actually wakes up tomorrow. Um, well, and a lot of that's going to depend on you know, who we've got in the lineup and if Moncada goes, I think both of us are kind of uh, iffy on, on that actually happening. I, I think it's less realistic um, than <laughs> how I hope it to be. But, uh, yeah, we'll have to see what happens. It's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see what the Sox do with Patrick Corbin. Yeah, it, 
yeah, you, I mean, you hit you hit the nail on all the head on all those points. I guess I just have to pose a question to you. Um, assuming Yohan Moncada will miss the game on Tuesday, who would you plug in in the two hole? <sighs> you know, that's a tough one. Um, maybe Tim Anderson or maybe Eloy Jimenez. Um, that's gonna be. It's going to be a tough one. What I don't want to see is Rondon in the two-hole. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like that's going to be the most likely option. I could see Ricky just sticking him there. Um, but I would like to see Eloy Jimenez or or Tim Anderson up there. Um, I feel like both of those guys just deserve the at-bats. We're going to need the uh, the hitters that we have who've had a, a good season so far up getting these at-bats against this guy. Um, it'll be interesting. What, what do you think is going to happen? How's this going to shake out? Um, I would guess Tim Anderson. Um, I know that they've been batting him down, but we have seen Timmy in the two-hole a couple of times. Granted, it's been sparse, but this is one of those things where it's opportunistic. Um, you you got to go with what you have, uh, who's available. And um, like I said, we don't have any official word on Makata's status for tomorrow. Um, but uh, if we're just going to assume it and make a uh, hypothetical here, could very well become reality tomorrow. Uh, I'd go with Timmy. Uh, that's just me. But um, what are we thinking? So then who's going to get the job done tomorrow? We got to have a pick the click. We had our first night. So, by the way, we started a spreadsheet. We're keeping track. Uh, You know, we've been making our picks to click. But, um, of course, we never had the bright idea until Buzz and Tony mentioned it on uh, the show on Sunday to actually keep track of this stuff. So we do have a spreadsheet going. And, of course, the picks did not pan out today. Um, All three of our guys did not click. Um, That was Tony had a Moncada. And um, Buzz had Abreu, and I had Charlie Tilson, and Charlie Tilson got pinch hit for Moncada left early, and Abreu went over four. So hot start, hot start for the Sox on Tap crew. Uh, who's your pick to click for tomorrow, though? You know what we were just talking about, and that's Tim Anderson. Timmy's done well in games that I've actually attended this year. Um, I feel like he's kind of been quiet lately. Um, I think it's time for Tim Anderson to have another one of those breakout games. Um, Maybe go yard. He hasn't done that in a while. So I'm hoping to see that tomorrow. So I'm going to go with the pick to click of the guy I want to see perform. Uh, that's where I'm going. I'm kind of leaning somewhere else, too, at the same point in time. So this was a tough one for me, but I'm still going to stick with it. I'm going Timmy. All right. I got to go Eloy tomorrow. Um, I just got this fresh new ONTAP Sportsnet Eloy shirt with the OK sign as the O. Beautiful, uh, excellent shirt. I'll be donning it at the ballpark for the very first time. I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who has one, Tony. Um, so You are. This is an exclusive ONTAP tee. Um, we'll, uh, we'll be releasing these at a later date. But uh, I'm going to go one further. Um, I'm going to say Eloy hits his first home bomb tomorrow. Um, so yes, the power of the shirt, the power of the shirt. There we go. And I was actually, you know, this is one of the things I was kind of hoping Johnny, and I feel guilty about it. Um, but I didn't want Eloy to hit that first home run tonight because I want to be in the ballpark (laughs) and I didn't want to listen to shy Sox John to tell us on shy Sox weekly, how he was there for Eloy's first home run. I want us to be able to tell John we were there for the first home run. I just feel like it's fitting. Yeah, know. well, I, I want I want every single White Sox fan to be able to experience it in person. But um, yeah, if we're gonna pick a day of the series, I would say yes. Yeah, so let's see it on uh, Tuesday night. So um, that's gonna be my prediction. I know Pete Hannon predicted it in an earlier home game uh, this year. Uh, struck out on that one, but uh, let's go with it tomorrow. Pick the click. I gotta roll with them. Stay strong. So that's all I've got for tonight, Tone. There you go. 
Uh, that's all I've got too. Um, like I said, I mean, this is one of those ones that uh, that hurt. It didn't look good. It wasn't pleasant to watch. Um, and you mentioned it. Let's put this one behind us. Let's move on. Hopefully, the White Sox have some surprises tomorrow um, and can come out and salvage the season series against the Washington Nationals um, and not get swept by them. Um, it's going to be a big momentum builder if they can do this as they have the Yankees coming into town this weekend. Like we mentioned, it's time to start winning some ball games again. Let's go white Sox! Hey, I I jumped the gun. I have one last thing. Uh, We are going to be out at the ballpark tomorrow. We'll be in lot B, have the on tap sports net flag up flying. We'll be throwing throwing some bags. So if you're listening to this a little impromptu last minute, but if you're coming out, you see the on tap sports net flag in lot B, we should be getting there somewhere between five and five 30. Tony, myself, Andrew Kinsler, uh, possibly other members of the ONTAP Sportsnet crew. But anyway, come by, drink some beers, talk some baseball, throw some bags with us. It'll be a good time before we head into the game. That's all I've got. Absolutely. I'm sorry I jumped, uh, jumped the gun on the Let's Go White Sox, but we can do it now. Let's Go White Sox. Let's Go White Sox. Let's go White Sox.